Hey everybody, I'm joined today with one of the most recognizable faces on campus and a cherished member of the Student Activities event staff, Landon Swain, who goes by Swain most of the time. <laughs> Swain, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We are here to talk about Jordy Searcy, who ah. is one of your top artists ever. Oh yeah. Is that correct? I'd, I'd give him... I'd give him- I'd say top 15, you know, music varies a lot of the time, but definitely like top 15, especially like one of the more, he's one of the people that I appreciate the most because he's really young and I can like really see, I've seen him grown over the years. That's awesome. And the reason why we're talking about Jordy is because he is playing in our second ever virtual concert, uh, part of the concert series, Couch Acoustics, that we recently launched. Um, and that is happening on January 21st. You can stream it from 6 p.m. to midnight. Only Liberty students are allowed to watch it. Uh, you can get to that through our Student Acti- Activities website, liberty.edu slash SA. Um, let's get a little bit more into your fandom of Jordy mm-hmm. Cersei and when you discovered him and the moment that you decided that this was your guy. You You <laughs> love him. Well, uh, the first time I ever really heard of him, I was training to be a uh, Young Life leader, and he has some ties to Young Life, which is a a parachute missions organization, Um, and he would go around and do all area meetings, which is so, so like Young Life is set up where like each high school will have its individual club, and then all area is like every now and then they'll have all the high schools come together and have a big one. And so he travels and just does, like, he'll perform anywhere. Like, he'll do whatever. Yeah. But this is, like, students bring five bucks, and you just get to watch him do a show, and he's, like, really intimate with the crowd and stuff like that. He, he He's, a lot of times, he's barefoot. Oh, okay. Uh, which is funny, and he's got, uh, his drummer's name is Scooter. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not positive that's his real name. But the thing is, is like he always goes by it, and I don't think they've ever said like what his real name is. It's, I mean, it's a cool nickname, if nothing else. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but he uh, he performed that, and so that was the first time I ever saw him. Was like we helped out with the all area, and then he did one again at Snowflex like a couple years ago. They did the uh, uh, all area again, and they did it at Snowflex. Saw him there too, and then uh, on my own accord not Young Life related, he was in Lynchburg. He performed down at, um, oh, dang it, I'm drawing a blank. What's that record shop? Speaker Tree. Speaker Tree. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked on it. Uh, He performed down there um, probably a year ago. I think it was like October uh, last year. Okay. Two years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird that it's 2021 now. Um, but he he performed there. Stephen Day opened for him, and so I went and saw him uh, with some friends. And uh, he did a um, Eye of the Tiger cover, which oh, like, sweet. stands out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was before he released his most recent album, uh, which is Love Songs. Which love? 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 Songs? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was uh, like all stuff I had never heard before by him. Um, all night uh, stands out in particular as being like probably one of his better songs. It's just very very catchy, especially live. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was great. And then, uh, I think either someone in my group or somebody that was at the concert had to like, like do something to his battery, like his like his car dies. He like practically lives in his van. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a nomad. Yeah. Um, and so. They like had car troubles, and so they just stuck around, and we ended up going to Benny's on Main Street. You went with him? Yeah. Me, oh, nice. Me, him, Stephen Day, uh, our girl named Summer, and a few friends, and we just went, and he was nice. He just, yeah. He's like a very down-to-earth guy. It's It didn't feel like I was hanging out with a celebrity. It was like, I'm hanging out with Jordy. Yeah, just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So was it before the concert? that you decided that you loved him or after the concert that you decided that you loved him or after you went to Benny's with him that you decided oh, that dang. you loved him? Um, <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was more just like, it was a, I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I think that at that, I, he was good back then. I, I really liked him back then, but I like, I think that when it submitted that I actually really liked him was the second time that I saw him. Okay. Uh, because he typically will do a thing where one of his songs, it's called uh, Explaining Jesus, he will like kind of like go out into the crowd and everyone will circle around and he'll sing it and it's like like stripped, it's acoustic. And it's that's like, it's very intimate. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that was really when I decided. I liked him, but then when I loved him was that second time. Yeah. Uh, and then the third concert was more just like submitted in my mind to the like, this dude like really, really is good. It's not just he's just got. It's not just like oh he's got one or two good songs. Like he actually really is like a good musician. Yeah. So pick out a couple of those songs that you love. Tell us about them. Which ones we should pay, be paying attention to if we're to go through his entire discography, um, and why we should be paying attention to those songs. Uh, I would say first and foremost, anything from uh the love songs uh album is really really good um he he's got a song called friendship which like a lot of his songs are about like that weird tension between like hey i really want to like risk like going after you but i'm also like really scared about like this everything becoming awkward um he uses the line elephant in the room a lot uh-huh. like like Ben Rector has n- new sunglasses like that's like his go-to line. Yeah. Um and then like 1975 is always sometimes but his is elephant in the room. Okay. He says it a couple songs. Yeah. Um it's a, I I like it's like relatable. It's like I feel like that, that like, that's a situation most people probably have been through at some point. Of course, time. yeah. Uh I would say that my personal favorite song of his is uh is um Dang, why am I blanking on the on the name? It's uh uh jealousy. Okay. Which in in the Love Songs album it is uh it's live and when I was talking about when they did like the circle, 
uh, his third concert, he did Explaining Jesus, and he also did Jealousy in the round. And uh, Jealousy is about, like, it's really honest. That's I think that's why I like him the most yeah. is because he's really honest with just, like, how he feels. Because um, he's, like, uh, he's being honest about how he feels jealous about so one of his friends sold a couple hundred tickets in Cleveland, and he's, like, performing in a living room and is, yeah. like, barely making any money. Uh, and then he's reflecting on the fact that, like, he realizes that the reason he's jealous is because he wants that, and it's he actually wants, just wants to be that person. It's not just, like, he feels like he feels like he's better than that person, but really it's just he knows that he wants to be that person. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about how... Uh, he wants he, in the last verse he's like talked about how the he wrote the song like like he realizes that i'm just writing the song to make you think that i'm self-aware and that i'm some <laughs> humble person yeah and i've never heard like an artist i've always thought that where it's like like uh i hate to go back to ben rector but like ben rector is like very honest or in like the men who drive me places he's like uh i make i work hard to make a living it's very reflective but if Ben Rector's motivation for writing that song was, I really want people to think that I'm down to earth, then it's like, then you're not really down to earth. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's Ben Rector's motivation, but uh -huh. the majority it's like, he's realizing that like, oh, dang, I really did kind of write this song to make people think that I'm some really self-aware down to earth person. And he just kind of calls himself out. Uh, it's 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 like funny in person when he, when he says it. It's like, I wrote the song to make you think that I am self-aware. Yeah. That's that's nice. Yeah, it's like, are you really humble if you're the one who's pointing out how humble you are? Yeah. Like, no, you're, yeah. you're not. Uh, so that's funny that he addresses that. I think Nasser one time said that uh, the mark of a true humble person is that you don't, like, realize that they are humble. It's it's not like a ruminating, like, I am humble. It's more just like you don't really think about it. Yeah. Uh, which I, I agree with but also disagree with. But I, like, see some general truth to it. But it's a conversation for a different time. Probably. Yeah, it's a conversation <laughs> for a different time. Uh, he's also got uh, Rich, which is really just, it's upbeat. It's a good mix of like, he's got some really intimate songs and then some like upbeat, you can kind of dance to them numbers. Uh, rich is just talking about like how, uh, like, I, I think we're going to be rich in love, maybe not rich in like riches. Because like I said, he lives in a van. Yeah. Kinda, so. Yeah. It's a life of most artists that are trying to to make it big. Yeah, got to kind of sell out to that lifestyle. Yeah, which I think a lot of people can probably relate to. Yeah, well, at least musicians and artists and stuff if, like that. If you want like a a song of his that is just like, I uh, like it just gets stuck in your head, but in a really good way. Love and war in your twenties. Uh, uh, it has the line: "The more I live, I am convinced everyone just wants to be in love." And it's got a little like. It's got a little like oh, that's fun. You know, like the little singer. Yeah, I, I can't sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can sing. Well, not like him. He's oh. he he's got a good. You guys have different octaves. Very very different <laughs> octaves. Uh, he's got a really good falsetto, um, where he can just get the higher stuff. Um, and he like I like watching his face when he sings because it's like his face kind of moves with the notes that he's singing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, He's a cool guy. Yeah. So you've seen him a few times mm. for people who might be seeing him for the first time at this couch acoustic set. What can they expect from him other than him moving his face as he's hitting different <laughs> notes? <laughs> uh, he really does like, he genuinely loves people yeah. and really likes interacting with people. 
um, and is, is is like looking audience members in the eyes. Uh, so I think that you can expect a very authentic, like intimate set. Uh, it's it's it's. I guarantee you that he will be acting like there are people on the other side of the camera, not just I'm talking to a camera. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate. Uh, I've I've watched a couple of his live streams. He would do. I think there's probably still on his Instagram somewhere. He would do covers of just random songs, and they were all like very unique. And when he did "I Have the Tiger," the one time I saw him, at, I'd never heard him do that. Uh, he pulls out, and it was like very like random. He just yeah. pulled it out. Like it wasn't like, all right, we're gonna sing "I Have the Tiger." <laughs> just like I think it like was embedded into one of his songs. Oh, that's cool. Um, so he just it, he he's very talented and just mixing it up and keeping it energetic and yeah he, he brings something different um to what you might typically hear on just an album i know some bands and artists you see them live and they just play their album yeah from first song to last song and yeah that's kind of boring he's all over the place that's good and he's got uh some stuff with uh i think it's called the tuesday crew or tuesday gang that's um like some other artists and they've got some really great stuff. So he's got a, a, he's got a big arsenal, especially now that his albums come out. Yeah. Uh, you're probably are going to hear some stuff that he hasn't released, but, uh, he's got like a, a much larger arsenal than the first time I saw him. Man, that's exciting. I'm so excited to watch him perform live on the couch acoustic set on January 21st. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you can catch it from 6 PM to midnight you can get to the stream through the Student Activities website at liberty.edu slash essay. Swain, thank you so much for coming in here and talking about Jordy Searcy. Love to do it. I'm joined here with Andrew Reynolds. Not his first time on the Student Activities podcast. Second Event time now. supervisor. Second time. Um, we are here to talk about Jenny and Tyler, who are our second couch acoustic set of the semester, the third of the entire series. Um, and so Andrew knows about Jenny and Tyler pretty well. And so we are going to kind of dive into, to them and their music and what people can expect for the couch acoustic set on February 18th. So Andrew, what's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Just ready to (laughs) talk about some Jenny and Tyler. That's awesome. Excited. So can you tell us a little bit about them, their sound, um, what people who have never listened to them before would expect, can expect if they were to just pull them up on Spotify today. Yeah. Um, I first heard them when we had them at Black Prairie two years ago and their sound caught me right away because it's very different from, especially anything you would see at a, something like Black Party, but it's very uh, authentic and just small, comforting, acoustic most of the time. Um, and then just their two voices. And it's really relaxing music. It makes you, you know, feel the different emotions that they're trying to portray. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of expect that when you're trying to listen to them. It's a good, relaxing music to listen to. Yeah, that's awesome. And they're they're a married couple. They for, are. For those of you who don't know about them at all. Um, they've been married for a while now, like since... I think 2007 or something like that. I they met so. in college, right? Yes, at Newark, Delaware. Newark. 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 Yeah, just Newark. Not Newark, New Jersey. Newark. 
Newark. Newark. Newark. Yes. You got it. Yeah. We got it. We're good. And so I'm assuming a lot of their music is heavily influenced by just their relationship and spending life together. Yeah. They definitely are good at using, taking their relationship and then taking things from that uh, and adding it into their music. And you can see it. Like you can just, when you're listening to it, feel the emotion that they're portraying because it's authentic. It's based on things that they've gone through. And so they're really good at just being able to take that and put sounds and lyrics to that. Yeah, that's pretty unique. I feel like, I mean, there are definitely married couple artists out there, but it isn't something that you see all the time. So that makes what they're doing pretty unique, in my opinion. Um, Do you have a few favorite songs from them that you can kind of go into? Yeah, so... A couple that I've really liked are from their newest album called There Will Be a Song. And uh, the two are I'm Sorry and A Boy and a Girl. And they're both just very on opposite sides of the spectrum of emotion. Um, I'm Sorry is very melancholy and um, just really focuses in on the uh, sorrow that I believe Tyler was feeling at one time and just through his relationship with God. And then you go to a boy and a girl, and it's about um, Jenny and Tyler's relationship. And it's mostly sung by Jenny with Tyler just doing harmony in the background. Um, but it's really just a, another song that makes you feel like excited to be with someone yeah. in a certain way. Um, and it really, I, I mean, I was listening to it this morning even on the way in, and it was uh, got me excited for one day to be there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. Maybe isn't too far away. Maybe isn't because too far away. you just got engaged. I did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is, that's really cool. Um, an, a thing that I read about Jenny and Tyler, which I thought was really cool, was that they used their platform to fight human trafficking, sex trafficking, and modern day slavery, which is awesome. I don't think there are enough artists out there that use their platform for good a lot of artists are just out there to like make a living which isn't bad but when you have thousands and thousands of followers it's like you could do something really influential here um and make the world a little bit better of a place so they just seem like really solid people um which makes me excited whenever they come around yeah, they definitely seem very genuine and just down to earth and really wanting to help people and also provide good music to people for them. So Yeah. So that's something that people can expect when tuning into the Couch Acoustic set on February eighteenth. Yes, absolutely. Like just like a personalized um hey, we're here with you. We're going to sing some songs. Yeah, it's going to feel like they're just in your living room with you and you're listening along with them. Yeah, like almost like a worship night, but it's not strictly worship music. No, yeah, it's it will be a good mix of worship songs that are written like love songs and then actual love songs as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for talking about Jenny and Tyler. If you listeners want to tune in to the free virtual concert of Jenny and Tyler... Uh, You can check it out on February 18th from 6 p.m. to midnight. The live stream will be up all night that night. So check it out. 
I am joined here with Caitlin Scarston, a brand new event supervisor at Student Activities. Caitlin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. Uh, we are here to talk about, well, you are here to talk about Josh Carroll's. I guess I'm part of the conversation, so I can talk about Josh Carroll's too. But it's mostly you that <laughs> is going to be talking about Josh Carroll's, um, who is the third person or the third concert um well, I guess technically fourth if you count Drew and Ellie Holcomb, but the third this semester specifically in our Couch Acoustic series. Um, and he is performing on March 18th. You can find the concert on our website, liberty.edu slash SA, and you can stream from 6 p.m. to midnight. Caitlin, I want to kind of get into your Josh Girls fandom, um, kind of when you discovered him and decided that you liked him. Yeah, so I had heard about Josh Garrels when I was in high school and I listened to just a few of his songs. And then he actually came to Liberty about two years ago for one of our concerts. And that's when I started to really listen to him a lot. And I was actually able to work his merch table. And there I got one of his CDs. And now it's like one of my only CDs in my car because I don't really listen to CDs much anymore. But whenever I'm on road trips or... um, I just really want to like listen to a CD. I'll turn on his music and it's been just so fun and I love his music. I think it's really upbeat and really relaxing and something that is just great music to listen to. That's so awesome. It's cool that you really got into him after we brought him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a similar experience with John Mark McMillan. I didn't really listen to him much um, pre-student activities and when he came, I believe it was my sophomore year, I was like, man, this this guy rocks. And since then, I've listened to all of his stuff. And it's just cool that one moment of live music can completely alter your outlook or, or put you on to an artist that you didn't really know much about at all. Yeah, so that's super exactly. Cool. So you kind of talked about his music, Josh Carroll's, his music being... Um, pretty upbeat but also chill uh you can relax to it it's good road trip music (laughs) what are what are some of your favorite songs that he does yeah so I mean one of my favorites is farther along I feel like a lot of people that know him know that song I just think it's so just easy to listen to like I said but it's just I love like also the meanings behind a lot of his songs because I think that you can listen to music and think it has a cool beat and Um, just like a good sound to it but I love his lyrics too and I think that they're just they mean a lot and I think that shows a lot of talent as well when they're able to make a good beat and have a good sound but also have lyrics that you can like relate to or just listen to um, and just really enjoy and know that it's like good quality lyrics and he actually just released a song on Friday I believe and I've been listening to that like nonstop ever since um it came out I drove back to Liberty on Friday and I listened to it and it's just a very different sound from what it what his music I feel like normally is um it's called his wings and um it just is really fun and it's more western and I feel like it's definitely a different vibe but I'm really I'm really loving it um and so and even his music I I just in the lyrics in that song it's just talking about his wings and um, I think referring to God and just like the protection. And I just think it's really, it's a great song. So. Yeah, that's cool. I always appreciate artists going out on a limb to try to change up their sound a little bit mm-hmm. from single to single or album to album. Uh, it doesn't always work out, 
the way yeah. that they might think that it works out. Uh, but, you know, you're taking a risk because mm-hmm. you kind of build this fan base. They're like, oh, I love all this stuff. And then they come out with something that sounds really <laughs> different. It's like, oh, do you guys like yeah. this? Do you not like it? So it's it's a risk, but it's it's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. He Keep, definitely killed it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when it hits, it's like, oh, man, this is so awesome. You're so versatile. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so you've been to a Josh Carroll show. What can people tuning into the Couch Acoustic set expect from him live? Yeah, I just expect a good time. I think it'll be just really great. Um, he's just a really nice guy and really like genuine. And I think like he just it's evident that he loves his music and producing it so much. And so you're going to get a really good show and just get to see like his authenticity in his music and um, a little bit of dancing, you know, a little bit more chill. It'll, it'll just be a great time. He's a great artist. Ah, that's so awesome. <laughs> so if you want to dance on your couch or in your dorm room with all your friends, oh, well, maybe not all your friends, <laughs> but like your roommates at the very least, uh, you can tune into the Josh Girls Couch Acoustic set on March 18th. Uh, you can view it anytime from 6 p.m. to midnight. Um, so check it out. I am joined here with event supervisor Mike Tomorrow. We are here to talk about Rivers and Robots, who are the last couch acoustic set of the series. Uh, it's happening on April 22nd, same time from 6 p.m. to midnight. That free concert's available for students. You can find it at liberty.edu sa on our website. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jer. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you for joining me to talk about this band um kind of want to give the students a sense of of who they are what they're about uh if they're not familiar with with who they are so can you tell me a little bit about rivers and robots where they come from um kind of how they got started their their history a little bit of that yeah definitely uh so they originated in manchester uh, united kingdom um by jonathan ogden who is kind of like the he's like the founder of the band um essentially he wrote some of these original songs on his uh first album um as personal worship and he published it and people caught on and really loved it and they uh added three more um members a couple years later and now they're just they're traveling the world as as missionaries basically and uh, witnessing uh, through their worship, which is really cool. That's pretty awesome. It's cool being from Manchester. I, I mean, it's I have a soft spot for Manchester because I'm a big Manchester United fan. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, I wonder if they're big soccer guys. Probably if they're all English. I just assume that if you're English that you're a big soccer fan. Yeah, so. it's either soccer or rugby, or I guess cricket too. Yeah, that's true. But that's really cool. And so you said they're they're just traveling around as – missionaries essentially full-time playing for conferences and and festivals and stuff like that yeah so basically they have like friends and family fund like where they live um as they travel around and then whatever funds they make from um churches or conferences or concerts um they just put it back into the the band and producing more music and uh basically travel so that's awesome um, going to specifically their sound. So what can someone expect when putting on a rivers and robots album? 
Well, their their music split into two kind of different segments. So they have uh, their regular music, which is, I would say it's like study worship music. Okay. Almost. Um, where you have extremely vibey undertones, but then they add in kind of like like electronic beats or um, a guitar or a keyboard or something like that. Um, their other side of music is just pure instrumentals, um, which are really soothing and calming and very easy to listen to. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool and pretty unique. I feel like not a ton of artists do that. Yeah. Um, it's... I mean, I guess it's a pretty uh, good demographic if you're trying to get into, like, a Chick-fil-A restaurant. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Because they're always playing just the intram- intram- instrumental. Wow, I really struggled with that word. <laughs> um, music. But that's pretty sweet. So what are a couple of your favorite songs that they that they do? Um, on their, like, regular music side, I would say uh, Satisfy um, is probably my favorite. Um, it... I guess the the undertones. If you ever listen to um, Khaled's uh, Sun City album, it kind of has that vibey undertone. Um, but then you add in he, they add in like acoustic guitar, keyboard, and like just this. Like, it's just it's such a great overall song. Like I listened to it probably like ten times over. Yeah. Uh, just because it, you know, the lyrics were really inspiring as well. So, um, but then as far as in- instrumentals, they have. Um, their top one, which is Be Still. And it integrates kind of like old um, hymns, like Great is Thy Faithfulness. Yeah. Um, but they turn it their own way, which is, it just sounds really awesome. So, yeah, that sounds super unique. So, for students that are tuning in to the live show, the, the virtual show, um, they can expect probably a, a mixture of, of both those normal music where you have lyrics and music and then the other half of the concert might just be instrumental yeah for sure they definitely split it down the middle with that so and it's just like a a specialized night of worship for for those students who tune in on april 22nd yeah definitely that's sweet well, we're really excited to have Rivers and Robots uh, be a part of this couch acoustic set. It's a great way to close out the semester, but also the series. Um, so make sure to check it out at 6 p.m. Well, you can look at it at any time from 6 p.m. to midnight on April 22nd. And like I said, completely free to students. Um, so make sure to check that out. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Drew. Thank you.